And welcome back everyone to Contract Crunchers. See, this is this is why I do the end, you know. Sai Sai just, you know, he doesn't match the energy. So, you know, this this episode, before we get started, we wanna give yet again another special thanks to, to Jason Taylor Foundation and the Careers and Sports program at Cypress Bay and all around the Tri-County area. And we we have a, a different podcast for y'all today where instead of talking about the markets, we're, we're gonna be talking about how, how players get paid, how how they get paid practice squad players on the fifty three man roster. Yeah, today we're giving some love to the practice squad players for sure. They as they should be. They they should get all the love in the world. So so basically these practice squad players they make what, twelve grand a week? Bulgar in the week because there's 18 and then there's 18 weeks, 17 games, and then the bye week. So they get 216k from that. Yeah, and then they got all their insurance, medical, eye, body, all the insurance. You know, anything someone would love. If you're a teacher, you get insurance. Who doesn't want insurance? You know, this is the perfect job. Anyone, you don't get hurt on the field. You practice the game you love. But what, what else are you doing? You know, you're on the field, you're working out, you're in great condition. You probably have a beautiful wife. You're on an NFL team, you get free merch. But you know, practice squad player you're only getting money 18 weeks out of the 52 week year so is it is it really that good sign i personally don't think that the 216k is really good because you have to consider that they only are on the practice squad maybe five years if they're lucky out of the max yeah out of out of their you know 20 to 40 is really the perfect age where you can i, I would say 40 is pushing it too but you get out of college at 22 23 and then you're over usually at 35 36 37 yes if you're in the league you're not in the league for that long and if you're in the practice squad it's either you're going to make it a practice squad and then to a 53 man roster or you're going to get cut yeah now practice squad is just like a temporary amount of time where you are you can't expect to be on the practice squad for 10 years 15 years that's just not going to happen they're always trying to look for young talent on that practice squad roster that can hopefully become a great player and then get onto that 53-man roster or in other cases they don't develop how they want and yeah. they get cut yeah i mean that's that's just the sad reality of you know footballs and the nfls and all the leagues are they're a business so you have to take it with that aspect and you know they also have to get their body well and recover during the off season. They get treatment because they don't they don't get paid during the off season. You know somehow you know only making two hundred sixteen or a bit more than that during eighteen weeks out of out of the year for only five years max. You know five to ten, but barely. It's, it's not a consistent pay. So you know it's it's you know we see it. At least my my dad always says he he'd love to be on the practice squad, but you know I'd rather be making a hundred or twenty years and then retire instead of two hundred for five. Yeah, yeah, it, and then. There's, I I believe that with sports comes these random taxes that people have never heard of, such as jock taxes for every away game that they play. And all these taxes also add up into the salary. And like you said, they have to find treatment every single offseason and get their body in the right state of mind. They have to, all these players probably have a personal trainer that they have to pay hey. for, and it just cuts into that little amount of money that they're already getting. Yeah, you're going to need a good accountant because, you know, Stephen Curry, I mean, if you play basketball, let's say, 80... How many teams they play in basketball? They play seventy-eight. A lot of teams. Yeah, a lot. Of a lot. So. So they're traveling half the time, and they, they better need a good account who needs who knows their tax code everywhere because you know they they make money every game. Like NFL players, they they make a, a game check every every week. So if they play, let's say in New York, where the income state tax is quite substantial, then they're gonna be paying more and making less money in, in the long run. Um. So that's why, yeah, like Tyree Kill, he he wanted to come to Miami, as he said, because the state income tax is very low. Instead of going to New York to play with Zach Wilson, Tua, Tua might have been a, a good factor there. You know, money is a huge incentive 
and these practice squad players get a bigger get a bigger paycheck when they get upgraded to the 53 man roster as Robbie Chosen Anderson is gonna get up today because he recently got cut from you know the 53 man and signed to the P squad and now he's gonna elevate it and and just for y'all knowing we're recording this right before we're going to the Dolphins game so we're a bit hype of it you know yeah yeah, yeah. the Raiders are going down Aiden Connell and their interim head coach be careful but with that being said 53 man roster they they make a significant amount of money and how they make this money is basically in a multitude of ways and with this i I want you guys to consider that this salary that whatever we say you have to also consider the taxes that we've been talking about such as the job tax everything like that so even though you think the 53 man roster is a significant amount it probably gets cut down by a lot yeah i mean taxes nowadays they're i would say and where you live florida there's no income state taxes but in other places like new york new jersey california it's nearly 40 percent of your income 30 percent of your income how much depends the tax bracket you're in you know if if you ever need a good economy my dad's always call us yeah. up call us up send us an email yeah they they basically yeah one of the the recent contracts in the news is the sean watson's contract and during this time he he was in the headlines some, some acts you know we, we can't go into much detail but um and he he was looking to get traded from the tech yeah and then a lot of teams were looking at it but we all know he took that one year break and i i think a good example of what happens when you take that one year break because we don't have much precedent to someone taking a one-year break but that would be Le'Veon bell Le'Veon bell also held out because he wanted a better contract wanted to get off the Steelers whatever and he did take that one year break and he got a four year 52 million dollar contract from the Jets something like that didn't turn out to be the player he used to be and I think teams were wary of that and but the Browns came and the Browns gave him a huge contract. They traded many first-round picks for him, I believe, two or three. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was a while ago. You got a good memory. Good memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two or three round picks and the first round picks, and then they also gave him a five-year, two hundred and thirty-five million dollar contract. I want to say it was over forty-five million dollars. Yeah, and and the most important aspect most youth players want are basically them getting fully guaranteed because it's football, it's a contact sport. People get injured. People underperform some years. People overperform some years. You know, it, it's it's something that is a, is a tough, tough living. So most players want a fully guaranteed contract, and that and that entails basically you get injured, you still get the money. If there's also skill guarantees and there's cap guarantees, and a skill guarantee basically protects a player from getting cut, he's not or he, if he's underperforming. And a cap guarantee is preventing a player from getting released. I mean, it's the same thing. Cap guarantee is talking about because of the salary instead of underperforming. And this is exactly what Deshaun Watson. He got basically um, all three guarantees: the skill guarantee, the cap guarantee, and then the full guarantee. Injury guarantee. Yeah, yeah and, injury guarantee. And this is a fully guaranteed contract. And those five years, two hundred thirty million. Five million off. Five million off. And that's pretty insane, you know. Yeah, that's forty-six million dollars a year. But I've, the most important part was that Deshaun Watson had all the leverage in this case because when the Browns paid that much with that many draft picks in order to get him and then also he's already shown a willingness to hold out if he needs to so they had to give in to his demands per se for the contract and got a great contract got something and it's really been helping him out it's been proving to be worthwhile in his first year as well because he's out for the season with a shoulder injury yeah prayers up yep get well but he has an injury guarantee he has a full guarantee so he's still going to get the amount of money that he's supposed to get that year whether he was healthy or not yeah and then you know sometimes players get money all at once like Deshaun Watson got a 230 million guaranteed at signing but this could either be taken in one or 
couple lump sums or every weekend in the NFL year. Either he, he makes like 20, 230 divided by how many weeks he's playing, or he just makes 230 million in one couple of lump sums. I don't know what, what route he took, you know. I don't know if that's personal information, but he, he took a route. Yeah. And then in this contract, because people know, people do know that Deshaun Watson, because of his situation, we didn't know how, how many games he would be suspended. And so he put a provision in his contract that said he would not forfeit his signing bonus or void future guarantees upon suspension because we did know that the NFL was going to slap a suspension as soon as he came back to play because of his situation. And smartly, he did do it to where his je- guarantees don't get jeopardized by that. Yeah, and, and a shout out to his agent for, for basically getting everything Deshaun Watson wanted and being one of the highest paid QBs out of QBs in general. And in addition, speaking of sports agents, they, they take a percentage of your earnings. You know, similar to tax, you see, you see two hundred thirty million dollars, but parts of that go to the tax, tax for the government. Parts of that go to you know the sports agents, your managers, your marketing team. You know, there's there's a big portion of money that we think the players get, but in reality, they they don't because sports agents take around one to two percent of your total earnings, and one to three percent, sorry, three percent of two hundred thirty million is what's that? I'm, I'm not gonna know. One percent of two hundred thirty million, two point three million. So the, the sports agent basically gets $2.3 million for negotiating contract. That's pretty good if you ask me, yeah, right? Yeah, it is pretty good. You know, not putting your body on the line, sitting back in a nice chair, in a nice office, making $2.3 million? Yeah, $2.3 million. That's not a good job I'll do. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a tough profession to get into, possibly. I think that's the sidetrack sports agency. But speaking of sports agency, Bobby Bonilla, Bonilla's agent, pure genius. He basically wanted to take his side, basically 25 installments over 25 years, um, from 2011 to 2013. And he, he's making 1.2 million a year just as he said he wants 25 installments instead of a couple, just one. And he, he's making you know, a, a good amount of money per year for, yeah. for not doing it. He's not on the team anymore. He's He's been retired for since 2011. How many years is that? 10, 15, 13. Math is not my strong sir. Yeah, so basically. Oh, thank you, Matt. So basically, Bobby Bonilla, he's a New York Mets player. He was a New York Mets player. And they owed him $5.9 million at the end of his contract. But instead of giving him the $5.9 million up front, they cut a deal with Bonilla, the the Mets owner at the time, and they said they would pay Bonilla in installments, which is 25 years of just $1.2 million every single year. So instead of getting 5.9 once, he got 1.225 times. 1.2 times 25, that's $30 million which is a whole lot more than the $5.9 million. I mean, I, I can't do math. I know $30 million is more than five. I, I, I did it the right side. Yep. That's that good. All right. And then, you know, moving on to the incentives, you know, we all know that there's incentives. Thousand yard rushing season. Thousand yard receiving. Maybe 15. Maybe 2,000 yards. Maybe, 2, yards maybe the Pro Bowl. Maybe the yeah, MVP, All Pro MVP. Yeah. Super Bowl playoff. You know, just the usual. But there's been some crazy incentives throughout the years. And one of the most basically absurd incentives came from Eddie Lacy, who was a, an outstanding running back for the Green Bay Packers back in, back in the good old days. Where you know, we were kids in elementary school. Saw Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball 60 yards. Oh, beautiful. That, that Hail Mary against the Lions. Masterpiece. Where, so so basically, Eddie Lacy, he, he was gaining weight. Um, You know, not not any fall zone, but this is what was happening. So there, there's an incentive in, in place for Eddie Lacy to lose weight, basically. And this incentive was $55,000. So the team thought, you know, giving 55 55 Gs would incentivize Eddie Lacy to lose weight and stay healthy for the season. 
season. Um, I don't think it worked out too well. Eddie Lacy's out of the league and been out for a while. I mean, Eddie Eddie Lacy's an old man now. I'm sure he's. But with the Seahawks, yeah, you, I do agree. It wasn't a successful run with the Seahawks, but yeah, I, I do think it was Eddie Lacy's fault that he he was gaining so much weight. Well, I'm sure there there's reason for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was it was fun to see him chuck players, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Now we got Derek Henry for that. Exactly, exactly. I think that's Eddie Lacy 2.0 right there. Yeah. But better, even and better. taller, faster. Yeah, but Eddie Lacy, they just wanted him to weigh less than 250 so that he could be in a healthy weight throughout the regular season. It was a seven-tiered incentive structure, so it wasn't $55,000 up front. It was probably like eight k each time, and then they would weight check him two weeks into the season, four yeah. weeks into the season, so on, so that he's managing that 250 pounds, and then at the end, if he meets it, he's getting... 50, he's getting, oh, it's 55,000 every single time throughout the seven tier incentive structure. So it's 55,000 times seven, 385 K on top of his $3 million base salary, which is a lot of money. Just yeah, for, it's, it's a big incentive. Yeah, it's a huge incentive for just staying under 250 pounds. Yeah, and you know, there's there's many other crazy incentives, but the most common you see is basically week 18, where they're trying to throw the ball to one player in particular to get their million dollar paycheck because they needed 90 receiving yards. I mean, 90 receptions, but they're at 85. So you, you saw this. Yeah. And a while ago, when Gronk was on the page, was on the, the Bucks. Like, the Bucks yeah. Tom Brady was just throwing the ball at him, and he had to receive a million dollars or a million dollars. A million dollars. That's a good dinner right there. That's that's a good dinner. You, you could go to Mastro's. You could go, you know, wherever you want. Peter Luger Steakhouse. Yeah, but the whole point is just to help the team. And we can also see this in one of the incentives that the Cardinals gave out. Not very incentive. controversial. Not incentives, but it was a clause. it was a clause in the contract. Didn't give him additional money or anything, but if he didn't follow that rule, would be at risk of default on his contract. And this is none other than Kyler Murray's contract with the Cardinals, his extension. I don't remember the numbers, but it was a huge contract. It was the one right after his rookie contract. Um, but yeah, basically in his contract, it said that he had to study at least four hours a week of film without being distracted by his video games or TV or phone or something like that. And it was on his five, five years, 20, 230500000 So that's 46000000 per year. And in that huge of a contract for that huge of a player, having a clause that's saying four hours, you have to study four hours of film per week is a slap in the face yeah that's what Kyler Murray yeah yeah and that's what the media thought as well they thought it was there was a lot of jokes going around that Kyler Murray didn't watch film I don't know if it's true or not we obviously don't know if it's true or not but it is a slap in the face for him it looks really bad but yeah, it said um it said he couldn't even watch TV, go on his phone, be on the internet, anything while watching film. Yeah, the main controversy was him and his video games, Call of Duty or Warfare or something, because he's a part of FaZe Clan, a very, very big very gaming. big gaming community, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this was was a big controversy, but got got figured out. Yeah, and they the the Cardinals they didn't want him to obviously receive all of this attention on that clause and so they took it out of the contract after it made rounds through the media. Yeah. And now he he's back. He's back last week. Hopefully he he bounces back from his ACL injury. Yeah, yeah. I think he won his first game back against the Falcons already. Yeah. Hoping a great career for him. Yeah. I mean, with that being said, we we don't have much for you guys. We we talk about taxes. You know, if you need one, let me know. I'm on my college grade. On it. Um. But that being said, I think I think it's good. We got to the Dolphins game. You know, cool things. Yep.
Music licensing reimagined.